0: Episode 1 of the Client Questions Series.
1: Welcome to Shine Waves, Spirituality without the fluff. Simple questions, answered simply. Welcome to another Shinewaves Waves podcast. Today we're going to focus on a few of the client questions that we got through meditations and clients coming into the store. So today it's with myself, Stevie, and with it's Rob. And we have a lot of questions, some very deep questions we're going to get through. So we're just going to get straight at it. And remember, we're going to simplify this as best we can. And try and take out a lot of the model or the fluff. Um, our first question came from a meditation class we actually ran today, and the question is: When is a good way to know you have made a complete meditation or are on the right path? Now, Rob is our meditation instructor in here, so I think you're the best one yeah, to answer I can this
0: question. Definitely answer that there. Uh, interesting question. Now, when it comes to if you've made a complete meditation. I don't think it's about completing a meditation. There's three staple things that you need to be aware of when you are practicing a meditation. So meditation is a practice, it's ongoing. You know, at the beginning, it might not be easy for you, but as you continue to practice, it gets a little bit easier over time. So the three things that you wanna be aware of when you are practicing a meditation, are you relaxed, are you focusing on your breath, And if I were to go for the last aspect, I'd say when you do have a thought that enters into your mind.
1: Oh, I know this term for that. That's called monkey brain. I researched that this morning. (laughs) Did you know? I did. Because I thought it was a random term. That it was just my term for that lack of focus. But apparently it's a Buddhist term that literally means unclarity, lack of focus, and being in the ego mind, which we then discovered was the frontal cortex. Correct. So, and with that, so you might have
0: thoughts as you're practicing meditation, and you might have the thought, am I actually meditating right now? And in that moment, you're not meditating. So as soon as you attach to a thought that enters into your mind space, you're now disconnecting from the breath, and you're moving away from the actual meditative process. So when you are practicing a meditation, you may have a thought But when you have that thought, it's about letting that thought go, not attaching to it, not feeding it, but just observing it and allowing that to go.
1: I think that basically answered that really definitively. I'd say so. So as I say, we're just going to fire through these uh, little answers or questions that we got and give you as quick answers as we have. This one came from one of our clients, David. How do you differentiate messages from the intuition guides versus the egoic mind? Hmm. This is an interesting one. That is a good question. Because everybody man. associates uh, intu- uh, intu- uh, intu- intuition, uh, guides, messages from our, our guides as being something that's created in our brain. Mm-hmm. But by definition, if we look at the term egoic, egoic means to be without ego. Mm-hmm. Ego in its literal term means to be detached from a higher source. Yes. So the easiest way to answer that, as I say, without the fluff, messages that you have from intuition or from your higher self guides Mm -hmm. are channeled and you cannot have them if Mm. you're sitting in the ego mind
0: okay which we
1: again in the last one discovered that it's actually the frontal cortex
0: so when you say when you attach to the egoic mind is that you going from a place of self or identity whereas if you were attached to a higher source is that Uh, How would I put that? Is that kind of knowing that you're you're not going from a self self way of being? You're you're looking at a bigger picture. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: yeah, yes and no. But the the baseline of it is when you're looking at the ego and you're you're stuck in the materialism Mm -hmm. of the third dimensional world Mm -hmm. the world that we live in the world that we all exist in yeah when you're sitting in ego you're looking at the benefits or the um how would you say the pitfalls okay of living living within that world i have to produce this building i have to produce that sort of car in order for me to feel like i'm moving ahead Mm -hmm. if you're getting messages uh, in your head yeah um, either from your higher consciousness or from uh, a variation of guides or um you could call guardian angels or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Mm -hmm. You're on a channeled state of mind. Okay. That channeling actually activates a really high chakra. It's called a 16 star chakra. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so it's about four and a half feet from the top of your head. Mm. When you're sitting in that, you're automatically connecting to source. So by definition, if you are going with uh, an intuitive message, Mm -hmm. you are connected to source. So your egoic mind cannot produce a message. There's mm-hmm. a difference between a thought, intuitive thought process, mm-hmm. and an actual thought. An intuitive uh, thought process comes out of nowhere. A thought is something that is generated it by analyzation.
0: Kinda, you, it comes to you almost freely. like It's just almost a thought that just brushes by. You're not forcing yourself to sit there and think about... What it is that you're doing? Is that- Absolutely. Yeah. One, of
1: the, one of the best analogies that I had was a, a great uh, author. He's from France. I can't remember his surname, but his name was Felipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think it was Felipe de June. Don't quote me on that, guys. But the baseline of it is, is intuition is like a breeze. Mm-hmm. And you are that leaf on that breeze. Mm-hmm. It literally carries you anywhere where that breeze wants to go an okay. egoic mind is structured and conformed mm-hmm. it has a specific set of pitfalls and emotional pitfalls so therefore it's an identity that's it's trying to sustain exactly it's, it's a self-sustaining improve. subconscious yeah. manner but that's a great question okay i love these questions these questions are awesome so this one came in from mia mm-hmm. can your perception cause random mental emotional and physical disturbances <clears> hmm <throat>
0: That's For a deep. Sure, that's a great question. That's
1: another deep one. How deep are our clients in here? Like, when you think <laughs> about it, you know, the guys are
0: exploring. Man. Yeah, that's they're definitely exploring.
1: You come in and you get some guys come in and go, What's that crystal and what's that incense? And our guys are like, you know, egoic mind and mental and emotional disturbances and imbalances. It's fascinating. I love this stuff. Wow. So, Rob, have yeah. a go at that one. That's an interesting Can one. your
0: perception cause random? mental, emotional, and physical. I don't think it's random. Depending on where your mental state is at, it usually kind of has an influence on how you're perceiving yourself or the environment, um, kind of where your emotions are falling.
1: Does that? Yeah, so that's us basically going on the, the no coincidence theory, where everything yeah. happens for a reason. So by definition, then there's no such thing as roundivity. Uh The mental, emotional, and physical imbalances are caused by triggers Mm. that are actually sourced from from your perception from your perception and normally to <clears throat> to break out of a
0: specific mental pattern or even behavior you have to change your perception it's often what people have to go to well like.
1: it's what we call moving out of your comfort zone looking yeah. outside the box by for the record we have people who are labeled in a box we have people who think out outside the box mm-hmm. and then you have spiritual people who know that there's no box so just get into the, the no box theory. Create for yourself yeah exactly usually, you're right? the captain of your own ship and all these triggers are there to help you grow they are uncomfortable they can lead to physical um imbalances which is actually a part of our next question that we're going to address so i will just mm-hmm. go to leave that there for a moment but the baseline of it is it's not random <clears throat> it's consequential based on other actions and That's because my of that and mm-hmm.
0: because of if, if you are noticing your body is reacting to a specific uh, way of thinking or how you're doing things, you do have to take a moment and reflect on what am I thinking about or, or where is this pain coming from? What inside me needs to change in order for me to, to adjust myself to, to, to be in a healthier emotional, physical and spiritual state? Yeah, so it's, it's that reflection that's revolved. That's yeah, self reflection is
1: very important for all aspects of spirituality, emotional, and even physical ailment. It's self uh, reflection. You know, if yeah. you have a, a, an ongoing issue, what does that part of the body mean? Yeah. Why is it happening? And then go really deep. But I was saying, it l- comes in really cleanly with our next question, and that's mm. why I, I sort of wanted to mix these two together. Absolutely. So I'm just going to put this question forward now it's a deep question guys yeah and it's it's really intense and we're (laughs) trying to de-fluff this for you (laughs) all right so the question that came in was are blockages or emotional imbalances that have begun to build up within a weakened part of the body Uh, this is what leads to physical ailments is that correct now this is a two-part question Mm -hmm. is it then possible for emotional imbalances to create their own physical weaknesses to fetter in without the premise of a pre existing physical weakness. Now, this is exactly one of the reasons why we created this podcast, because that is a very deep psychological, yeah. physiological statement, and we have to defluff this. So the defluff is very simple. Hmm. Uh, in my opinion, anyway. It's here be- it. because I, I work within that codonic emotional response patterning and it's a very big part of my therapies. We have to understand that our physical imbalances are direct representation of excess toxins created by emotional imbalances yeah so the physical if we take this in two different ways mm-hmm. we take this on an energetic way mm-hmm. and we take it on a, a, what's called a, a biological yeah. physical way yeah so biologically if we have an excess of toxins it means that our body is too acidic yep so that acidity creates an environment for bacteria and viruses and weaknesses in certain areas to grow. So we are prone to certain weaknesses based on our own enzymatic toxin levels.
0: And if I were to add to that, when you think about when a person's in a high-stress state in a, on a constant, uh, in a constant uh, way, what happens is the brain releases cortisol and we know if if you if the brain is constantly releasing co- cortisol it's almost acidic to the body so that is the, the brain is basically releasing these toxins into your system, telling you that there's something wrong.
1: Yeah, and, and the baseline of that is the brain is releasing these toxin, toxins to break down the enzymes that are being created through your stress and through your everyday life, especially right now in the pandemic. Yeah. Where everything's stressful. We yeah. don't know where we're going, we don't know what variants inside. we don't know any of this stuff, and we're living day to day. And that's stressful for a lot that's of people. That's very stressful. Pa- for a lot paycheck of to paycheck you know we're all in it we're all in the same boat and stress is a very it's cause it's a, it's a source of a lot of sickness so here here's the other aspect of it let's go into this on a energetic mm-hmm. spiritual level all mm-hmm. right so in the spiritual energy therapy community we yep. know that certain parts of the body are more conducive with certain emotional response patterns so we know that Uh, say on the right leg just as an event that's our emotional body so we know if we have pains in the ankle that it's about our stability growing up Mm -hmm. we know if we've pains in the knee it's about our inability to transmute or move through certain emotional imbalances if we've pains in the hip it means your foundations aren't there yeah so if you take it and flip this information and put it solely within that energetic spiritual path the physical weaknesses are only there because of the emotional imbalance and this is where this is a very complicated question because yeah. it depends on your perception and it also depends on how you view it and what your own intellectual um, study is on this yeah but from a from a, a spiritual perspective physical immense is the body's last resort in my opinion of course the last resort of hey, you need to work on this.
0: Basically letting you know there's a little bit of a problem going on here that you should probably take care of or Absolutely, because
1: right? if we even define what emotion is, emotion is a pattern of specific enzymes mm-hmm. that are released by the body that our brain then recognizes as a specific emotional response. Mm-hmm. So if we take it in that, the enzymes caused by the trigger of your emotion literally causes that acidic environment, therefore weakening the physical body at the same time.
0: That's deep. that's deep. That's deep. That is so awesome. deep. And that is a
1: hell of a question, a I great have to question. say. I think that came in from Jaden, actually. Yeah. Jaden is wow. a very deep girl. And she is one of the most amazing little girls you'll ever meet. And the reason why I'm saying that is because she thinks outside the box. Like yeah. everything she does, it's got multiple stoic mindsets. And I love that about her. Yeah. But trying to get her questions mm. into a form that's without the fluff yeah. is very difficult. <laughs> it's <laughs>
0: almost like she's she's thinking about the process and as she's writing it she's kind of going through the like how she sees it and what what's the question as well so
1: it's, it, it's, it's awesome. multi-layered it's yeah. awesome i love people like that that's great so this uh, question come in from nicole I say most of these questions sort of wrap into each other you know and uh, we're, that's why we've done these spe- our specific steps so this one come in from nicole yes nicole was at her meditation last night you got it so the the trending common thing uh, within the north american community i want to add that is mm. that when one is wounded or hurt the the ideal solution is to heal the inner child is everything connected to the inner child and is shadow work the only way to heal them wounds another Good again like question. Our, our clients oh, are man. amazing their questions are just wow
0: wow
1: how would you go about that one because that is multi-layered yeah. as well oh
0: my gosh okay so wounded hurt is to heal the inner child so I think there's patterns that are created as we are children. But as we grow up, there's still traumatic things that happen within our teenage years that don't necessarily correlate to us as children. And I think we kind of lightly touched on this at one point about um, when you're about infant to about seven? Seven. Yeah, it's, seven called, it's, old. it's
1: called a seven-year-old pattern. So if uh, you haven't coded or you haven't had the experience of a specific emotional response, say like grief or anger or fury or frustration or even an abusive mindset, mm-hmm. that you don't actually have a predetermined emotional response syndrome from yeah. that. And we take that from our DNA, from our parents and our mm-hmm. grandparents. So when you actually think about it, unless you've consciously worked on that emotional response pattern, yeah. you're literally by definition acting like your mom and your grandma mm-hmm. and your great grandma. It's called mm-hmm. cadonic Emotional Response Syndrome. So we literally take what's already built into our DNA and respond like that. But I do actually agree that inner child is certain work if you have been traumatized within that mindset. So if you've experienced trauma between birth and seven or even up to nine years old, depending on how well your emotional systems work and how well you developed. Yeah. And that could be also based on trauma. But you can also experience trauma
0: later on in life. Absolutely. Which too needs to be worked on and kind of work through, but it's not the same as chi- like inner child work, I'd say. Inner child works, maybe there was neglect of, of some kind as a kid. So as you grew up, you kind of felt alone. And you know where that stems from as a child. Maybe there weren't parents around for you or anything of that sort. So there's that influence. And yeah,
1: but the, the difference that as we grow older and it's not a pattern that we coded, it mm. automatically stops being inner child work and mm. becomes shadow work. Because well, if you have a predetermined emotional trauma from yeah. that time frame, yeah, you have to heal that inner child in the adult state. Yeah. But if you've never experienced it, mm-hmm. that by definition, it's a shadow f- uh, emotion that you're hiding. So when you... When, that, that's the whole depressed so depression kind of like, and suppressed emotion yeah. angle there. so when you go into like uh, oh well, i'm feeling really good about myself and i'm really happy and then you go home and you cry into your pillow every mm-hmm. night that's that requires shadow work you need yeah. to know what why you're putting on that persona that mask and uh, what is shadow work stevie like when you really think about the term
0: shadow work what are we doing we're we're seeking out answers to something that we don't conscious. We're not consciously aware of at certain times.
1: Yeah. So it's it's literally a shadow emotion by definition. It's suppressed emotion. So if you put that into a terminalization, it's basically an emotion that uh, is depressed. It's suppressed. Yeah, suppression. So it's depression by definition. So when you're working on uh, shadow work and you're getting into that mindset, what's the truth behind my triggers? Mm. What's really happening behind the head? You're going into even your variation of where you you really excel is the likes of your meditation, getting into a meditative mm. state, sitting in that emotion, feeding that emotion, mm-hmm. seeing what that emotion actually is. It, a- that it's there. Even by acknowledging it nine times out of 10, it can eradicate it, by yeah. just, like, just admitting it to yourself. And that's where we get the big emotional releases mm-hmm. in that moment of, okay, and I, I know that this is me. Yeah. I can't keep blaming this person. I can't keep blaming that situation. Yeah. This is me choosing that emotion. And yeah. that's a big statement that's huge we can control a lot of things in our life Mm -hmm. if they're within us correct the only thing that we can actually control is our reactions so if you Mm. continually are picking a similar reaction you're actually doing detriment to yourself which then causes them to as we covered in the last question Enzymatic buildup, emotional yeah, it's buildup, energy—it's always compounded, and it's always—it's kind of like
0: a domino effect. Yeah, and you know, I think with shadow work, it's you're assimilating aspects of yourself that you've ignored or are pushing aside, and I think that's—that's that's what's happening—is you're becoming aware of what issues or what am I ignoring within myself, and if I sit there and acknowledge it and see what's actually missing, why am I feeling those emotions that I'm scared to deal with? And if you can work through that and, and see how you feel as you're sitting in those suppressed emotions, then you can do the work to, to change that and acknowledge that, okay, sometimes I feel angry about these things, but I never actually show it. I'm usually just all smiles, but then when I go home, I'm raging, Yeah. right? So, so you, how can you, I express when I am feeling angry? How can I express that without panicking? Maybe I, I raise my voice a little bit in the process but I'm now expressing it instead of suppressing
1: it all the time. Yeah, so do you believe in the love-fear umbrella? That everything oh, either falls sure. under love and everything falls under fear, so if you're feeling anger, you're feeling frustration, then you're actually sitting in fear, mm. and what is that fear? Yeah. So if you're, you know, it's just not about, generally it's fear of judgment. Mm. That, that's the most common that I've dealt with within yeah. my clientele and customer base, where people are saying, well, I can't, you know, even embrace my spiritual path because I'm gonna be judged by, my family who are very conformed religiously yeah. or i can't really embrace who you know the the baseline of who i am because that my friend who i've had for 20 years won't like me anymore mm-hmm. and it's that fear of loss or that fear of judgment that i think is the biggest issue when it comes to having to do shadow work and i think that's a lot of faith in yourself and the faith in your own uh, spiritual or religious practice where you know you're going to be okay
0: yeah
1: and that's that helps a lot of people just knowing that they're okay yeah, and was, I think that's basically why we created this space as well. Just I to, say so, <laughs> you yeah. know, people come in and we just want to help them feel better mm-hmm. and know that they're safe without judgment. And that's the big thing. Fear eradicates if you don't feel that you're being judged for your views, no matter how whimsical that they are. Yeah, And, the, uh, and one of my great of analogies that, yeah, that I say to a lot of my clients is, there's no such thing as a stupid question just a stupid answer mm. because if you don't know you ask mm-hmm. and if you can't understand it you know ask until you do yeah and know that there's multiple different ways to deal with all of this
0: yeah you know i think if we're on fear right before we we move on to the next question here i think another big issue for people is people pleasing absolutely right and with people pleasing you're no longer creating boundaries for yourself or a limit as to how much you share or how much you give to a person and people lose their identities in the process of, of constantly
1: you know worrying about what other people think yeah and here's a, here's a random side question i'm just going to
0: get in there
1: really quickly bring it do you think it's okay to put boundaries on your own family absolutely because a lot of people don't a lot uh, of people that right. have, have this you know pre-existing mindset that oh this is my mom this is my brother yeah. and I have to accept this term of either psychological or mental I'm not going to use the term abuse yeah. because it's not detriment or it's detrimental to you and it doesn't actually help you move forward mm-hmm. and a lot of people are so restricted about that very and I, I
0: wanted you were they're hesitant to to put boundaries there because in their mind sometimes I think this is my it's my mother or my father. So, you know, I kind of have to be there or I owe them. There's yeah. a lot of that. I owe them these things, you know, and That's but deep. putting boundaries is not it's not saying that you don't love them or you don't care about them. But, you know, for yourself that you can only offer or provide so much for them. And at certain points that if they keep going, like usually it ends up in a pattern of some kind, you know, people have to cope with you know, constantly living up to other people's standards because they're not putting
1: boundaries for themselves to heal or work towards what they need. And by definition, that's expectations. Yeah. You know, there's always a stress expectations through family narratives, social narratives, even work narratives. Yeah. You you have an expectation to perform. You have an expectation to deliver. Mm. And, you know, our parents have a certain morality and principle expectations. So we raised you like this, so you must be like this. Yeah. we, we do get the black sheep scenario coming Absolutely. out there where, you know, well, I, I want to combat that. I don't want to be conformed into that mindset. And therefore we think, oh, well, I'm an outcast. Mm. And in that moment of feeling like an outcast, we've released that power to them people. Mm. Them people are now in control of that because they've created that within us. Yeah. And there's there's many different beautiful meditations and beautiful visualizations that you can do to Definitely. reclaim that power. Definitely. So again, it comes back to talking. Yeah, get, it out. get it out there tell yeah. people how you feel and do it in such a way where you don't feel like you're obliged to be nice about it yeah just, just without speak, the fluff
0: speak about what is actually going on with you i think that's part of the issue is people fluff things up because they they're trying to be nice about what it is that's actually going on with them or how they feel instead of just getting straight to the point and just getting that off your chest because if you don't you're holding on to that. Absolutely. And we talked about emotions being suppressed in the body and how that can cause illness. Absolutely. You know?
1: And yeah. in the UK, uh, UK and Ireland, we call that a spade's a spade. Mm. So a it spade's never is. a shovel. It is what it is. Yeah. Deal with it as it is. It's never black or white or gray. It is what it is and just deal with it. And, and get it, it out consequences that's okay. Yeah, because it's okay. If That's the cards are getting stronger absolutely. in the process, absolutely, you're growing energetically, mentally, and emotionally through the yeah. process, and it's okay to put a boundary there and say, okay, I don't want this. And we were actually covered a little bit of this in our meditation last night, mm. where at the end we were saying, you know, there's a lot of expectation coming up to this Christmas period, uh, and families. Some people like their families, some people don't. Yeah, and I'm not saying you don't love your family. Yeah, but do you can love somebody without liking them? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean. I want to make that clear. But having that clear boundary to say, okay, I've give you enough of my time. I've fulfilled my family obligation of being Absolutely. here. But having the 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 how would you say strength in your own persona mindset to go, okay, I'm walking out. Now. And
0: that's what I mentioned yesterday as well. When we were talking about that was be as nice as you. So be there as long as you can be nice. Exactly. As soon as you notice you're starting to get triggered by something, or you know it's starting to deplete you that's when you can bring in that boundary you know you you were there for however long It could have been 15 minutes to two hours whatever it is but at a certain point you gotta say okay i'm done like i, I can't keep doing this because now i i can tell that i'm
1: i'm starting to get drained being around certain people yeah and the second it t- takes a, a personal toll is the time just to even step outside say so, you know, a know moment. Make, yeah. make an excuse leave for an hour who cares yeah you know you can always ground your energy, reset your mindset and go back in if you must. If it is an obligation that you feel you have to fulfill, at least step away from that so you, it doesn't... Just take a moment. It doesn't build to such a degree where it turns into something that you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And that's that's our, you know, that's our advice on it. I would agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, on to our very last question. Shall I read this one? Go for it. Why
0: is spirituality so important in this time and age? Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Such a broad question. A How do you de <laughs> that one, Rob? Because it's everything, in my opinion.
0: Spirituality.
1: Spirituality. Yeah. And the definition of spirituality, belief and faith in a higher source, a the hope and the, the constant want to expand, yeah. comes in. It's that and belief behind it that mm. makes it important because as I say during these current times especially coming up to Christmas and then we are sitting in a, another pandemic some people can't get to their families through travel restrictions out of country Yeah. Uh, all these things lead you know to very deep emotional and physical imbalances we, mm-hmm. we've, we deal with that in a very deep uh, basis in here so it's important because it takes you out of the third dimensional realm and yep. it, it gives you hope
0: yeah, and, and I some think that's a basic purpose, exactly in that in in their spirituality. You know, mm. it's it, often it's, for some people it's what drives them. It's that seeking, that wanting to excel
1: themselves and be better than who they were at a certain time. Absolutely, I agree with that. You know, one hundred percent. And I'd say that's a, that's a topic we could do an entire podcast on. You know, why yeah. is it important? In certain aspects, when is it applicable? Mm. And it, the the other. It's something that people fall back on. When, exactly.
0: When the times are hard, if you can work with your spirituality and and call on extra support. And if you don't have physical support from other people,
1: you can call on on
0: spirit or, or some, whatever it is that works for an individual. Right?
1: Absolutely. And then uh, just the other side of that is the, the spiritual pitfalls, the spiritual egotism. Mm, spiritual egotism, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> and the baseline of that, we're going to give that really quickly because I'm actually going to record another uh, podcast on cool. spiritual egotism, is the fact that we live so engrossed in our spirituality that mm. we forget that we live in a third dimensional world yes. that has third dimensional consequences.
0: And sometimes with spirituality, like this, you're right, some of the pitfalls of being overly spiritual or depending too much on your spirituality is you're you're not as present to what's going on around you exactly you you're kind of we're creating our own worlds to some degree and sometimes you push people out of that or you think you're better than other people as you kind of oh yeah learn something new and you have these awe-inspiring moments you're like oh i'm
1: incredible i'm amazing well, I am amazing. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. I appreciate that. That was the best compliment you give me. I like, try. Ever. Every now and then.
0: But again, just that brings
1: us back to that <laughs> whole mindset of, the, you know, the one door closes, another one opens. Yeah. But I was actually uh, saying to this and a couple of the customers that we had in you, it was, a, it was a, literally a continual pattern right throughout the day where mm. a lot of people go, going, Well, I'm just waiting for that door to open. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people use that phrase. It's from Alexander Graham Bell. Yeah. But they don't know the whole phrase mm. where it's like one door open or as one door closes another one opens yes but the second part is you're so focused now i'm paraphrasing here guys don't okay. quote me <laughs> so as you're so focused on the doors that you've left behind that you don't see the ones that are right in front of you mm. so in other words don't get too engrossed mm. you know have that time to connect back to the third dimensional realm and use it use spirit use the divine I think use it's a balance uh, yeah it's balance and it i think really that's the baseline balance. of this is Find balance you you have to live in the third dimensional world yeah. although you can be connected fourth fifth sixth and seventh dimension through yeah. meditation through prayer through you know even spiritual practice at any time know that it's there and that I is think, your army that yeah. you can rely on
0: yeah i think that's something important especially in the western culture like maybe if you went east to tibet or something like that you know you can really dive deep into spirituality that's that could be your main focus but when we're here you know there's bills to pay there's all these real-life third-dimensional things that we need to deal with Mm -hmm. so how can we balance out our spirituality and kind of incorporate that into our day-to-day lives without it consuming our everything that we're doing
1: put a limit on it yeah you know or give yourself
0: a set time exactly put
1: a limit on it you know so you get up in the morning we'll this morning I'm going to meditate for thirty minutes, and then at the end of the day I'm going to maybe journal on yeah, the things I went through. Spiritual rituals, exactly, almost. exactly. Create rituals and rites that just make you feel like you're you're still connected. You're still connected, and but you're, you're balanced also in the third present
0: world. in the real in the real world. Third, yeah, the real third dimensional
1: world. As, as definition, as real of, as a, the definition yeah. of real. <laughs> I'm glad we were on the same page there. Rob
0: soon as I heard real I was like "Mm." oh yeah
1: that's that (laughs) (laughs) situational yeah so guys that sort of ends our questions for this episode we're going to get back with another one really soon Um, and the more questions we get in you can add add us on Instagram and Facebook if you have any questions that you would like answered drop us a a message on there and we'll get back to them or or even our emails uh, shinewavespiritual at gmail.com and anything else that we need we can work from there